Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 14, Paul Bunyan's Farm, Part 3. It was about this time that the commanding officer of the United States Naval Station on Lake Michigan came to see Paul. He was all dressed up in his fine uniform with a lot of ribbons pinned on his chest, which he stuck out like a powder pigeon as he walked. Are you the owner of this cornstalk? He asked very importantly when he came up to the big logger. I sure wish someone else would claim it, Paul laughed in reply. Well, sir, I have orders for you to cut it down at once, said the officer, not knowing that Paul was trying his hardest to figure out a way to do that very thing. The big logger just grinned at his visitor. As far as that goes, he answered, your orders have nothing to do with me. Not even the president himself could make me cut that stalk down until I get ready to do so. A look of deep concern spread over the officer's face. But the roots of this cornstalk go down deep and spread out so far that they reach in under Lake Michigan on the east and up under Lake Superior on the north. And they are sucking up the water so fast that navigation is being seriously interfered with. Unless the stalk is cut down and that at once, very soon no boats at all will be able to run on any of the lakes. Paul nodded his head in agreement. You didn't let me finish what I started out to say, he told the officer. I said that nothing could make me cut that stalk down until I got ready to do so, but I'll be ready and mighty glad to get rid of it just as soon as I can figure out how to do away with the pesky thing. I've tried cutting it down, but it grows too fast for us to make any impression on it and he explained all that had been done. Suddenly, his eyes brightened as a new thought came to him. Ha! Ah, I've got the right plan now, he exclaimed, and he strode over to where Ollie, the big Swede, had just staggered into sight, carrying one of Babe's shoes toward the smithy. Now, one of the great blue ox's shoes was just like a horseshoe, except that it was many thousand times bigger, and the one Ollie was carrying weighted him down so heavily that he sank to his knees in the ground at every step. It took a whole carload of iron just to put new caulks on a shoe for Babe, and whenever the great blue ox had to be reshod on all four feet, a new iron mine had to be opened. Thus, what Paul had in mind was perfectly possible. The great logger grabbed the big shoe from Ollie and carried it back to where the officer was standing. I'll just put this shoe around the stalk, like a ringer around the peg and play in horseshoes, he explained, and then twist the ends together so tightly that the flow of sap up the stalk will be shut off. That should make it stop growing so fast, and perhaps give us a chance to cut it down. 
he proceeded to do the thing he had said. But there wasn't enough room left after the shoe had been passed around the stalk to allow the ends to be twisted together as he had outlined. However, Paul thought the principle of the plan was the proper one for solving the problem, and he looked around for something else he could use. There was an old logging railroad within ten miles or so of his farm, and from it he ripped up a number of miles of steel track, pulled loose the ties, and twisted several strands of the track together into a long cable. The naval officer was the most astonished man in the world as he watched Paul Bunyan pass this great cable around the base of the big cornstalk and knot it into place very quickly and very tightly. Now, said the big logger, that ought to shut off the sap and slow down its growth. They all waited breathlessly, their eyes straining to see if they could find some evidence of the stalk's growth having stopped. Suddenly, the big Swede gave a loud yell, jumped high in the air as he clicked his heels together and shouted, Shebane, stop! Yumpin' yibbity! We cut her down quick now, I betcha! And he ran wildly about looking for an axe. Surely enough, the cable had done the work, and the cornstalk had at last stopped growing. Paul was fully as delighted as the others, and he set his men to chopping away at the big cornstalk while he worked out another problem, that of saving the axeman who had been up the stalk all summer. He soon figured out a way whereby Big Charlie could be gotten to the ground before the choppers finished their task. He got out his big shotgun again, but instead of loading it this time with biscuits, he crammed into its barrel a big bundle which was wrapped tight like a ball. Luckily, a circus was playing nearby, and using its biggest tent, he had constructed a parachute, which he now proceeded to shoot up the stalk to the Axeman. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.